Welcome to the Flower Hour Podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe and follow and look forward to the journey we will be going on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, hope everyone's doing well. You are here for another episode of Flower Hour. I'm going to be going live today with um, Shockers Kenneth. We're going to be talking about, you know, being black men, mental health and his music. Um, He's got some great music. A lot of it is a personal message, which I'm looking forward to discussing. So let me send this through to him and let's get this pop in. Hope everyone's been doing well as well because the rain today was a little bit mad. But we're here and we're alive, we're blessed, so we have to be thankful for everything that we have. So yeah. Join whenever you can. Bro, I've been wait I'm waiting for you. Let's make sure. Perfect, let's get this going. Yo, bro. Yes, bro. How are you, man? I'm blessed, bro. So, so what are you telling me? Are you gonna are you gonna chat with me while the car's moving? Fuck it, bro. Let's do it. All right, man. Listen, as long as you're good, I'm good, man. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Yeah, man. How's 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 life been, man? How have you been dealing with everything pre-COVID and then obviously now post-COVID? Um, I was having this conversation with my DJ who I'm with now. Yeah, I was just telling him okay. about like. I was telling him about the rise that's been that's been going on for me for the past like four years. Mm. I was telling him like we were just we were just going through it because we've been together throughout this whole journey. Yeah. How in 2016 I joined Instagram. Then 2017 I did the Grenfell freestyle that went viral. Then that same year I dropped my first EP. Okay. Then 2018, the year after, I dropped Self Love and got signed. Okay. 
and then 2019, I did the TED Talk. Oh, sure. Okay. And then went New York. And then 2020 was meant to be, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just elevating. And then 2020 started off good as well. Like, I did my headline show. Packed out, sold out. Sold out in February. And then COVID hit. No, of course. So it feels, must have felt like a real block in the roadworks. Yes, it did. You see me? Yo, oh, oh thank God. All right, cool. All right, cool. Someone cool. Call me. Yeah, no, so so I wanted to talk to you about first, I wanted to let you introduce yourself to my audience and obviously to everyone that's going to be watching because I know about the stuff that you do, but I think everyone else would love to know. Um, yeah, I go by the name of Shocker. I'm an artist from North London. Um, you, some people might know me from the group I was in. I was in a group called Marvel. It was a grime collective. It was together for like five years and did their shit. And um, that's where most people know me from. And then I branched out and I've become a solo act. So, yeah, that's just like a brief intro. And what has been your journey to becoming an artist? Because I know through some of your music, most yeah. importantly, you speak about messages, but I'm going to get onto that later. I want to know, how did you become the artist that you are today? Um, do you know what? I wasn't always the artist I was today. If there's people that know me from, like, my Marvel journey that I said when I was in a group, I was a completely different artist. I even look different. Like, my hair's all different now, dreaded and shit. I look different. I was, like, I was more like a fun... We was, like, a, we was like, a, we was like one of the first groups in Grimes to, to be about positivity. Do you know what I mean? Like, not really gun lyrics and violence. Okay. And, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, we was that fun, happy goal. And then... My whole style changed, but my whole style changed because I went through that real life experiences, which we'll get into later. But me, my whole mental health journey, that that put me on a path to talk about real things in my music. Mm. And then, yeah, my music just changed. And I just started getting inspired by different things. Like, um, I got inspired by Kendrick Lamar. I mention him in like every interview. I'm, I'm tired of mentioning him, but I have to. I have to because it's part of the story. It's what inspires yeah. me. But um, yeah, man, someone gave me Section 80, his mixtape, and it just changed my whole outlook. And it just showed me what I can do with my with my platform and my voice. I never knew I can do that before. I thought music is just strictly about making people jump up and down and mosh pits. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't aware that like like you can make someone cry through your songs. Do you know what I mean? And you can touch someone and to make them feel something and you can change their perspective. And he, he did that for me. So, and I realized I've got that ability. So I've just been doing that ever since. And like, it's so fulfilling, man. It's so fulfilling. I went from getting messages just saying, oh, shopping your code to getting that like, paragraphs, having in-depth conversations with my supporters. And that's what it's about. Every artist has strived to make a real connection with their supporters. And why do you think that music nowadays, I suppose in some senses is lacking that authenticity, because I listened to your music and I yeah. felt I could relate to most of your tracks simply because of being black, growing up without a dad and so much more mental health. Why do you think perhaps our generation now and a lot of artists are perhaps lacking a bit of authenticity? Because it's not the cool thing to do. In society, everyone likes to follow trends, usually. Do you know what I mean? And follow what's popular. It's not cool to like, have a message in your music or to talk about positive things or to stand for something. That's not cool. When that does, when that does come in, it's like, it's like mental health has become a trend. Do you know what I mean? But like, I yeah. mean, that's, that's one 
That's one trend that I'm not mad at, though. That's a good trend. If that trend is going to get someone that's on the brink of suicide to come out to their friend, In the meantime, can you hear me? But then don't you think, when you think about things such as mental health and being black, what do you believe the challenges that you face as a black man and especially as a musician in relation to mental health? What challenges do I face? Have, um, you, fa have I think you faced? I think the stereotype and the stigma attached around it, that's the biggest challenge. Like, as soon as you mention you've been sectioned or or exhibit any kind of behavior like that people just get frightened and do you know what i mean straight away like me and my me and my dj here was in a restaurant yesterday having a meal yeah and this guy this guy came in and you can clearly tell that like he wasn't all there do you know what i mean and he came in and he was literally having a conversation with me and like they just um out, they just threw him out of the restaurant do you get me just because of because of his illness and that's do you know what I mean and I feel like the reason I relate to that so much is because if I never had music as a gift yeah and I never had this sort of um, popularity that I've got through music that's probably how I would have got Yo, bro. can you see me yeah I can hear you can you see me yeah, yeah I can see you sorry what were you saying it cut out I was saying I was saying that's probably how I would have got treated if I never had, like, music to my name, do you know what I mean? And I wasn't, like, this music figure, that's probably how I would get treated in society, just having... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like... Have you watched The Matrix? Yeah, of course, I've watched The Matrix. You know, like, how um, there's Neo, yeah? Yeah. And then what's his real name? In, what's his real name, his other name? I, I can't remember his real name. Was it Neo. Smith? Was, was it Smith, was it? Was it What's his real I name? That's what I'm trying to remember. What was his real I need to watch it again. But remember, it was like he had two lives. Yes, he, he had did. One yeah. life. He had one life where he's just working a regular job. And he's, and then he had another life that he was trying to stop, which is the Neo version of himself. Yes. And I, and I feel like I relate to that because, like, I feel like I've got two lives. I've got this life now where, like, I'm doing, oh, Mr. Anderson. Someone said, it's Anderson, right? Is it Anderson? Yeah, yeah. Bob, it's probably Anderson, yeah. So I relate to that because I feel like I've got two lives. I've got this life where, like, I'm on live to you now and I'm off with my DJ to have a meeting about a video. You get me? Then I've got this other life where, like, I get doctors that phone me, like, every month to check in with me on my mental health and they don't even see me as someone that can become someone in society. I'm just Kenneth to them that's been through schizophrenia, and do you know what I mean? And I felt like um, the guy that got pushed out of the restaurant that I saw yesterday, that was that side of him. It wasn't the Neo version. It was the other side they saw. He's probably got a gift, an incredible talent that he could have mm -hmm. shown that they would have said, oh, oh, yeah, come, have a seat. Show us more of that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I probably relate to that. And that's and one you... of the I face is just getting judged by just that side. And you just mentioned schizophrenia. I would love to hear a little bit more about your journey, I suppose, of mental health. And yeah. has it been one where... And you, you made a point. You said your doctor sees you as someone who probably is not going to go on and achieve the things that you've achieved. And you've got the other life where, you know, as you said, you're with your DJ right now. You're going to a meeting. You're speaking to me on a live. And I've listened to your album. How have you been able to deal with those two parallel worlds? 
um, it's, it's, it's by deciding which one I want to be my final destination. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Neo was battling between the two, but Neo was his final destination. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how he ended with the, with the long jacket and, like, clocking the game. And that's what I feel. Like, I've always got, like, the best version of myself in my head, in my goal. So, when my, and that's what helped me a lot. Is because when my doctors was talking to me, how they was talking to me, saying, oh, what are you going to do when you get back into society? Uh, do you know what I mean? They're talking to me like I'm not really worth anything. I always had this version that I'm talking to you now in my head. I always had, like, they was talking to me. I was just thinking, you don't even know, like... That's love, bro. Man. Yeah, like, I'm probably thinking, I was thinking, like, you lot are talking to me, but trust me, I'm that guy. I've got, yeah. like... You are the guy, you are I'm the guy, like, bro. I'm not really religious, but, like, there's a Bible scripture that, that I love that says your gift will make room for you. Yes. And, like, I always preach that, 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 that scripture to people because, like, I don't care who you are, yeah? If you've got a gift, it can literally make room for you, and I'm living proof of it. I didn't get no yes. GCSEs. I didn't get amazing A-levels. I'm not graduated from uni, but I had a gift, and I honed in on that gift, and it's allowed me to talk to people like you. It's allowed me to do the TED Talk. It's allowed me to do... To, to, to do albums. to do my albums it's allowed me to do my um sold out show that i did in february it's allowed me to do all these things just because i focused on my gift and that's what neil did neil had his gift he was he was the one do you know what i mean and he, he honed he didn't believe it at first it took a morpheus to tell him but once he did believe and he honed in on it he became neil so um that's that's what keeps me that's what helped me like balance it out when did you discover that you had that gift that you currently possess now? Because you said that you went to school, didn't get much GCSEs, you didn't do very well in your A-level. How did you realise that, hold up, rapping and talking about who I am is my gift? Because um, I started rapping ages ago. There's probably people on here that, that's been following my journey and know that I've been rapping forever. And like, it was the only thing that came to me naturally that I didn't have to put too much thought into. Like, I started off copying other people's lyrics, and I used to spit the other people... I used to spit someone else's lyrics to my friend, and then when they find out that it's not my lyric, they used to say to me, yo, you spat that verse better than the person's verse it actually was. They'll be like, I heard the person that the lyric belongs to, and I don't really like it. I like when you say it. So that inspired me, and I was like, all right, let me write my own then. So I started coming up with my own, and the reaction I got, I've never had anything like that from anything, and I just stuck with it. I just stuck with it. I honed it. And now I've turned it into something more purposeful. Before I was just doing music just for the sake of doing music, just to make mm. money, girls and clothes and, do you know what I mean, for the excitement. But now I'm doing it, like, with a purpose to, like, change yeah. lives, to fire, to, like, impact. Hence why I made Impact Over Numbers. Now, like, everything's, like, purpose-driven. Yeah, and I wanted to speak to you about Impact Over Numbers. So the two tracks that so I took notes, because I listened deeply to your album, you know, the two tracks that got to me were Impact Over Numbers and Good Fathers. And I think if I was to describe you to people that are going to be watching this live right now, I'd say you're humble, down to earth, and you're a real artist. But there yeah. was a line that I took from one of your tracks where um, you spoke to your mum about your mental health, but your mum said, don't speak about mental health. Could you tell yes. me a little bit more about that? Yes. Every day, man. Yes. When I first... When I... When... The last time I came out of hospital, for people that don't know, I've been sectioned three times. I got sectioned, oh, wow. in, two, I got sectioned in 2012 for like five days. Then I got sectioned in 2013, a year after, for like 28 days. Then I was doing okay. Then I got sectioned again in 2016. 
for like another 28 days, near to like a month, yeah? And when I came out the last time, I remember my mum saying to me, oh, you know, this is something that we just keep in the house. Yes. I mean, nothing's happened. You don't have to go out telling the world. Just, you know, just continue with your life and just get back on track like nothing's happened. And, like, I remember her just telling me not to tell the world about it. But, like, and then I said in the next line on the song, when I got signed, she asked, and I told her I posted a picture up of me signing. Yeah. Like, how much comments did it get? Do you know what I mean? Like, what was the views and what was the numbers? And it just shows me that's, like, how, that's, like, how, um, that's how it is in, like, most of the African background. It's, like... They like to hide away from like their pain and like absolutely. You know what I mean, and keep it in and keep it to themselves and hide it. But when it comes to success, they want to like they want to show the world, want to show the world and show off. And you know what? I probably would have turned out that way if I never had mentors that's been teaching me different. That's teaching me that yo, you need to balance that both. You got to show people your wins and you got to show people your losses. That's how people really root for you and become a fan of you because like. That's why people get so much envy because they're only showing them the success. So people get jealous and think, right, doesn't he have hard times? Doesn't he have hard days? Like, is he not like us? Like, you know, that's how people, that's how people think. They're like, yeah. I think he thinks he's too blessed. So like, it's always good to balance that both. And that's what I tried to do. Like, when I did the TED Talk, I posted up the TED Talk. Um, my mum's ill at the moment. She's got cancer. Sorry I, to hear that, brother. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, bro, it, it's in God's hands. And like, I posted that up too. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could have hid that from the world. But I'm showing them like both sides. That like, as much as I'm celebrating this, I'm going through real shit on my day-to-day basis. And it's good to do that because people can relate and just like and connect more. And it's interesting because whenever we think about musicians, rappers, and artists, we think they live in this other world where they don't face struggles and so much more. But you're very real. You show your story and you've told your story, especially through your music. And yeah. um I called your album, in my own head, an ode to real mental health. Black men typically are not very transparent with how we feel. So I'm Caribbean and trying to get my mum to talk about something emotional, it's almost impossible. But whenever, as you said, whenever her son does well, she wants everyone to know. I want to ask you a little bit more about your TEDx talk. When did you give your TEDx talk and what was your TEDx talk about? My TEDx talk was in last year, 2019, in May. Was it May? April, May. April, May. I remember April, May. It was in April, May, and it was based on self-love. That was a period when like, I was really studying the importance of like loving yourself. Um, um, there's a woman called Louise Hay. I found a book from her. No, I found a book, but someone showed me about her. And told me about the book I should get. And I got it. And I was studying it. And I was reading it. And I was like, how do I take everything I've learned from this book and get it out to the world in the best way possible? And I remembered I can put it in music. So I made the self-love song. And, yeah, the song just took off. And it's like, it's like that song was meant to be. It just took off. Everyone gravitated to the song. And, yeah, I've been preaching that message ever since. But it's so important. I, I, I don't even want to. If I go into it, I'll be here for, like, We'll be here for like another two hours. But um, what I would say is go on YouTube and type in Louise Hay, Louise Hay, and just study all her work. She she will probably say it much better than I can. And um, you'll learn so much from her. Like she taught me so much. And, and what, what I, I mean, that's what I did my TED Talk on. And what was that experience like given a TED Talk? So you said you were sectioned three times, right? You've gone on to being signed. 
you've gone yeah. through so much. That yeah. TEDx talk for you must have been one of those it, moments where you realised even more, I am capable of anything. 100%. I'm happy you, I'm happy you said that, actually, because that TED talk was like... A TED party. I turned into a TED party. If you've watched I it, said a TED party. That TED I did. Um, that TED talk was like, it was like the celebration. It was like the celebration of everything I've been through. And I just got to celebrate that moment in front of like the whole world. Like it was actually amazing. It's one of the most epic things I've done ever, ever to this date. Like it was amazing. Like it was a celebration. That's what the TED talk was. You're a TED speaker too. Like I didn't even realize until I saw today, I saw TED and I thought, okay. Yeah, man, I did mine in 2018. I'm hoping to do another one at some point because I think my first one has a lot of work to do, but we've got to focus on you, bro. Like this yeah. whole live is all about you. <laughs> Like we're all focusing on you, bro. Like you can't, like you can't, you can't put it on me like that. <laughs> but I, said, gang. I wanted to speak to you about another one of your songs. So, yeah. my father died when I was six years old on Christmas Day, and I understood how important my father was, and I was very close to my father. And you have a track called yeah. "Good Fathers," and you speak about your father and how you haven't seen him for so long. Could you tell me a little bit more about what "Good Fathers" as a track means to you? Um, Good Fathers means... Oh, I'm actually with the person that inspired the song. Bless, I'm, brother. Like, slap him in the... Slap, uh, I'm, driving, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm, with my, I'm with my DJ. He inspired the song. But Good Fathers is, um, for me, it's maturity. Because, like, if anyone's been following my journey, every time I mention my dad, it's always bitter. It's always like he wasn't in my life. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I always mention it with, like, some we're always going back and forth it's always bitter but this is the first time where like i've made a positive song about fathers and it started yeah. because it started because of my dj yeah. my dj's had a it's just had his daughter you do, how is she now how's the like that four he's had his daughter she's four now and like i've watched their whole um i've watched him and his daughter for like four years closely like watching them back and forth and it probably inspired me and showed me that there is fathers out there that's making an effort to be in their kids' Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. I've never seen that angle. And not only my DJ inspired me, my friends. Most of my friends have had kids now. Nearly all of them. I'm like the last one left. But nearly all of them have had kids. And I'm like, I'm watching them with their kids. And I'm seeing like, yo, there's actually good fathers out there. Yes. I've just always blocked that out because my father, my, my father went in my life. I've always been like, nah, fuck fathers. Da, 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 da. Do you know what I mean? But like, they've changed my whole perspective and showed me like, there's great dads out there, bro. There's people that's really putting in the effort. That there's, there's incredible fathers out there, and that's why I made that song because I feel like I've never heard a song for fathers. I've always heard like um, "Dear Mama" from Two yeah. Mac, you know what I mean, and songs for your grandma. But no one makes songs for dads. Never ever heard it. And I was like, right, cool. Let me just um, put this one out there. So yeah, that's the theme song on my project as well. Everyone highlighted that song. And I think. When I listened to the song, it made me think about, you're very right, I think typically there's a narrative that we hear, black dads are always absent and so on. And you made a good point that whilst you had your personal experience with your dad not being there, there's other very good fathers out there. Do you yeah. think that the experience of your father leaving has allowed you to express pain in a way that young men typically aren't always able to express their pain? Because I think... When I grew up, a lot of the boys that I grew up with, their fathers weren't around. And I think we think about how good a single mother is. But do we sometimes not realise that losing a father really affects a young boy in particular? Yeah, definitely. And I'm only realising that now. 
I didn't realize that when I was younger. My mum did so much to like, I wouldn't say blind me, but like she did so much to make me not really focus on my dad. But like now I'm older, is now it's setting in because like there's so much melt. Like I'm 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 really feminine, bruv, <laughs> in my ways. You know what I mean? Being raised with my mom and you can tell by my music, like. I'm making songs like self-love and single mothers and do you know what I mean? That's like someone you can tell that like, I really I'm in my emotions and I've got a heart. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not wrong I'm, with I'm, that. No, nah, that's it's a beautiful thing, but I'm out yeah. of balance though. I see where I'm out of balance in my real life. Do you know what I mean? Where my dad could have like molded me as a man. Like I'm not a man's man yet. And I feel like my dad could have really played a part in that. Just just my mentality as well. Just being more strong-minded. I think my dad could have showed me so much things. And I'm only realising that now I'm a man. I'm like, okay, this is where he comes in. I never knew where he come, came in before. I wasn't really thinking about it. But now it's starting to make sense to me. Um, and I think I want to ask you about that as well. And I've said this in many lives before because I think a lot of the people I've spoken to, unfortunately, their fathers haven't been there. And I remember yeah. my cousin said to me once at um, the dinner table, he said, as children, we wear the sins of our parents, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. typically, we carry the burden. Whatever they've put on us, whether it's good or bad, we carry that. Have you been yeah. able to make contact with your father in any way, shape, or form? And if so, would you be willing to forgive him for the absence he's left in your life? Yeah, I've forgiven him ages ago. He always says that as well. Last time I spoke to him, he was like, oh, I've been forgiving me. And I thought, yeah, like, I'm not... And he even, met, he even said it to me. He was like, I'm lucky I've got a son that, like, I've got, he, basically, what he was saying is that I'm lucky I've got a cool son, do you know what I mean? That hasn't, that hasn't taken this out of, do you know what I mean? That hasn't lashed out, but like, I'm cool, I'm proper, I've forgiven him ages ago, but um, yeah, he pops up here and there. Mm. Yeah, last time I spoke to him was that probably like, hmm, probably like three, four months ago. Mm. I spoke to him about three, four months ago, and um, he was in Austria, but now he's in Nigeria, he's stuck in Nigeria because of this whole COVID thing. Yeah. And, um, but I can... I can get to talk to him if I want to. It's not, it's not as bad as I make it sound sometimes. I make it sound like, oh, I can't. But I can. If I want to, I can find his number. He put me in contact with my sister as well. He's got a daughter. So I've got a half-sister. And um, so I can talk to her and get to him. But that's where I'm fucking up on my part, I think. Because, like, I really need to make that decision and go see him. Like, that needs to happen. Because, like, there's so much stuff that... I know he's got to tell me that's going to complete my life for me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah, real talk. It's, un it's true. It's, as much as I run from it, I do run from it all the time. I talk to my friends about it as well, saying that I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to have that conversation and to sit down with him. But I mean, he's your dad, right? He's my dad, number one. And number two, you never know what's going to happen in life. Do you get me? I like, agree. You don't know how long they've got. As I said, my mom's ill. I wasn't planning for that. I was planning, do you know what I mean? I didn't know that's going to happen. So, you never know how long you've got. So I've got, to, I've got to make that decision. I've got to do that soon. So first of all, I have to say that I'm really thankful that you've been able to make contact with your dad and hopefully you'll be able to build a relationship with him. And you yeah. said, unfortunately, that your mother is ill. I just want yeah. to ask, how important has your mother been in raising you to be in the individual that you are now? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Because she led by... She led by actions purely. Like, my mum... And my mum's a G, man. And watching her watching her during this period of, like, what she's going through showed me how much of a G she is. Because she's been through so much, but I haven't been... I was too young to see how she handles what she's been through. Because she lost two children before me. 
I'm so sorry so, to hear that, man. So good, bro. But like she, she was young. I mean, I was young, so I don't know how she handled that. I, do you know what I mean? I can only imagine what was she like, what was the phone calls like, how was she? Do you know what I mean? But now seeing her go through this and I'm watching this firsthand and seeing how she's handled it, my mum's she's incredible. Even when I was younger, she had like this homeless guy that used to live in our house. Like he, he, she found him on the corridor and she invited him into our house to stay with us. And I remember like when my friends used to come to the house and see him there. There used to be all these rumours flying around in school that, like, she's sleeping with him. You know, you know how us men get, ah, oh, your mum's fucking there, uh, fucking it. Like, all these rumours are like, yeah. I'm like, but now I rap about homelessness. If you listen to my music, I'm always rapping about homelessness. Like, I'm always giving money to homeless people. I'm always, always, and that's from her. I just picked that up subconsciously. So, like, she, she definitely is 100% responsible for the, the person I've become. Definitely. And I can imagine your mother... Again, you, we spoke about success and parents are always proud to show off their children. But I think, I'm sure you've been able to teach your mother some lessons about being more emotionally in touch with who she is and speaking about her issues, I would like to believe. Do you know what? I haven't, you know. Really? I haven't, man. Me and my mum's relationship's weird. Like, I've got so much, like, I want to show her and, like, talk to her about, but... um is that what you were saying about being able to connect with our parents? Yeah. They're from a whole different generation. It's true. Like, me and my mum haven't even spoken about, like, me being sectioned in depth. Like, do you know what I mean? We haven't spoken about mental health. We don't even talk about mental health. Because she's already made it clear, like, I don't want to speak about this thing. But, like, because um, people would assume that. I know people assume that, yo, you and your mum must have the most incredible conversations and, like, you must be showing there so much, but like it's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite, but yeah. The, am I the only one that thinks that? I think perhaps the younger, um, the older generation, in terms of our parents, whilst yeah. they might not change, you said and you said before previously that young people now it's become a trend to speak about mental health, and it's a good trend. Mental health is being challenged. What yes. do you think could be done more? to support individuals such as yourself in regards to mental health? Um, what could be done more? Ooh, that's a good question. More campaigns from the streets of London. Mm, not even just campaigns, but I think, I think what people are doing already, as in sharing their stories, that goes a long way, you know? Like, I don't Absolutely. Think, I don't think people understand the power in being able to relate to someone's story. It just it just makes you feel free about yours. Like, your like I was watching, did you, you know the verses that they've been doing in America? Yeah. Did you see the DMX and Snoop Dogg one? I haven't seen that one. DMX, when DMX performed Slipping, you know his song Slipping, I'm Falling, I Can't Get Up, you know I'm Slipping. When he performed that, yeah, Snoop Dogg was like, ah, oh, I've got goosebumps. Like, I felt that. And then DMX said something that's so crazy. He said, you have to write that pain because your pride can stop someone from killing themselves. And that's so true. You can have pride saying, no, nah, I'm not going to talk about this thing, man. This is embarrassing, man. I don't want to tell no one about it. And that moment of you saying you don't want to talk about it, that thing that you don't want to talk about, yeah, someone could hear that and be like, oh, my God, I'm going through that too. And it can just unlock everything that they're going through. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I think yes. people sharing stories has to continue it's so important like Nas's new album oh yeah Nas's new album. King's he's, got a song he's got a song in there called all bad yeah yeah and it's about like 
it's about having a relationship with a girl and then all of a sudden like she just she just turns cold on you, yeah? And I was like, Oh my god, but Nas is going through that too. Like big Nas, big brass clock Nas is going through that. And like just shit like that, bro. So I think people sharing their stories is important. I think everyone needs to continue their sharing their stories and um yeah, it's gonna help so much people. If that's one thing I can and you spoke about Nas's new album, and I really like Nas's new album, King's Disease. I think it's a really good album. I think it's going to do numbers. But I think you also spoke about in your album, yeah, King's Disease. You spoke about um, impact over numbers. Yes. And as an artist, sometimes yeah. you're governed by numbers. You're yes. not governed by how much you sell, how much streams, how many people buy this, how many people buy that. But you mm -hmm. speak about the impact of your music. The impact of your music is yeah. the, what is most important. So yeah. how do you manage impact versus numbers? Because a lot of people now are selling music just for a catchy beat to make money. And they're mm -hmm. not doing it for the longevity. So how, mm -hmm. how have you been able to manage the two? I think, I think impact is the genuine response you get from your fans, from your, not fans, I hate that word, from your supporters. Yes. It's the response you get from your supporters. You don't get that with numbers. You know what I mean? Someone could buy your song, but you might not, you might not know how they actually feel about that song. Does that make sense? Yes. They bought it, but like, you want to know how they feel. Like, my DMs are always open. I'm always talking in my DMs because I want to know the response. I want to know how you actually feel. That's why I'm so excited about doing this live with you because I want to know, like, why do you want to take your time out to talk about this project? How did it affect you? How did it connect with you? Most people don't care about that. I do. So for me to make impact over numbers, it just shows you where my priorities is, what I care about. I've, I've gone the numbers route. It's cool finding out that you're top 10 and you're... It's okay. Do you know what I mean? But nothing is more fulfilling than someone coming up to you saying, track 10 made me go and talk to my mum. We haven't yes. spoken, you know what I mean? We haven't spoken in six months. I heard your song and I decided I'm going to talk to my mum and now we're having a lovely relationship again. That's like, that's game changing. That's what I think that's what everyone should be striving for. Making an actual impact in your supporters' lives. Changing them in a positive way. That should be the, I, but I don't, am I the crazy one? Like, that should be the goal. I agree with you, and I argue, I argue this with my friends 24-7. I say to me, a rapper is someone who leaves the world musically in a better place than they found it and works for the longevity of their community. And that leads me on to ask another question. You have artists such as Jar Jar Sos and Akala where they sell, they have a loyal fan base, but yeah. the mainstream media will never pick up on them simply yeah. because the music that they promote is against the mainstream narrative, which I think is a bit toxic and destructive. As an yeah. artist, how have you stayed away from the destructive and poisonous elements of the music industry that perhaps will try to swallow you up? Um, that's a good question, you know. I think because of the music I make, I understand the impact and the importance of it. Like what you said just now about... Um, Akala and someone like Loki not being accepted in the mainstream, but people yeah. need to understand. People need to understand what happens when artists like that gets accepted in the mainstream. Do you know what yeah. kind of artist gets birth? Think about it. Yeah, they let Tupac through. Yeah, 
somehow, I don't know how it happened, but Tupac slid through the gaps, ended up in the mainstream, ended up giving us songs like Dear Mama and Keep Your Head Up and shit, and look what it burned. There is a whole generation that think with the same mind. Do you know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar got birthed off the back of Tupac. They let Bob Marley slip through to the mainstream. A whole reggae scene got birthed off the back of that. Do you know what I mean? They let Lauren Hill slip through. So much women got inspired. So it's like, it's dangerous when you let artists like that slip through the mainstream. That the, the ripples and the impact it has is dangerous. Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine what's happened now that Dave has dropped an album like Psychodrama. I cannot imagine what kind of kids are at home writing. We're not going to find out for the next 10, 15 years and you're going to see what I'm talking about. What kind of kids that album just birthed. So, like, that's why they can't let Loki and Nakala go mainstream because, like, imagine hearing a song like Single Mothers, like, 10 times a day on one extra on Radio 1. Do you know what yeah. that does? It'll make people think differently. It makes people think differently. So they can't, they can't, they can't risk that. It would be a great thing for society. Everyone would be writing about them. Exactly. About real things. Yes, exactly. It would be a great thing. It would be a great thing. And I wanted to ask, so I know that the brain is a creature of volume and repetition. So whatever you put into it is what you're going to end up using as an output, right? So the music that you promote, when people listen to it, it has depth, it has meaning and impact over numbers. So you're leaving yes. a long-lasting legacy with people rather than a short-lived legacy. So I want to ask, yeah. how do you ensure that mentally, day-to-day, -day, you're ready to deliver the music that we are all currently enjoying from yourself? Um, I, think, I think by always um, revisiting my purpose, it's a constant reminder. Do you know what I mean? I'm always, like, watching things and I'm always revisiting my purpose and understanding, like, why am I doing... Like, I always question myself. Like, I have beautiful conversations with myself. I'm not going to lie, but I always ask myself, like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you going to studio right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, why? Like, why are you making this song? Like, why are you doing Impact? Do you know what I mean? I'm always getting in touch and I think that's why... That's how you do it. A constant reminder. Because life gets hard. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a millionaire yet from this. So this it gets hard. Do you know what I mean? There's days where like you think this is long. So like it's always a constant reminder. And that's where like the feedback is so important. That's why my DMs are always open. Because people don't understand, like, some of the days that you've DM'd me saying, Yo, shops, I love track six, or this song inspired me. You don't understand, you've just given me fuel. Do you know what I mean? You've just given me more petrol to continue. So as much as like um as much as I'm feeding them and serving my audience with what I've got to offer. You lot are giving me fuel as well. Like it's, it's back and forth. So you speak a lot about purpose and yeah. what other people do for you. It allows yeah. you to give... It's, it's the petrol for your engine to continue. Definitely. What is your purpose? And tell me how you're going to continue performing your purpose. Um, I think my purpose is to heal, you know, through music. Right, heal up. Yeah, man, through, my, through words. Through, through words, through um, through conversation, so like this. So that's because that's always in the back of my mind that, like, I've got, I've got an opportunity to heal. I'm always cautious. So, like, when I do this live, I'm like, okay, cool. There's 15 people on here right now. One of them or two of them could be going through something that 
I've got the key to through my experiences. That's always in the back of my mind. Then when I'm writing, it's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, this song, Good Fathers, there's probably someone out there that hasn't spoken to their dad. Do you know what I mean? And this song can heal that relationship. So you better take time while you're crafting this. It's always in my mind. So knowing your purpose is important because it helps you know what steps to make. Does that make sense? Absolutely. If I go to a studio session, I'll know whether I'm meant to be there within the first 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Because I'll know... Does that make sense by the content that's getting played? And I'll know, like, I call, like, I've got no business on this song. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how I'm going to input my purpose into this. So, yeah, I think to Hill, definitely. And I, I, and I want to ask you, and I'm, it's not a trick question anyway. In terms of yeah. when we manage commercial interest versus impact, as you said, would you work yeah. with mainstream artists who perhaps don't otherwise promote the message you promote would you use it as a chance to be conscious within perhaps what i could call unconscious music would i use what say that again because that sounds would, like a, that fun. would you so, use the opportunity to quote unquote work with an uncon with an artist who's not really caring about the impact they leave on people to promote yeah. a conscious message through their quote unquote unconscious music do you know what? I would, you know. I really would. Sometimes it gets like that. Sometimes you've got to do it. I really would. I really would. I feel like because um, I want to, you want to, you want to reach people that don't know. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's all good having your world that know. This is amazing. Do you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you want to branch outside and reach people that don't know. And that could be yes. a great opportunity. That could be a great opportunity to do that. So I definitely would. I definitely would do that. I would work with someone that's not necessarily in line, but I'll, ban I'll, I'll make it work. I definitely would do that, 100%. Well, I'm sure you heard in um, Kendrick Lamar's remix of Mask Off, he says, how do you let a conscious yeah, exactly. commercial? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was on that Future song, and, like, he did him, though. Like, he definitely... When I listened to his rap, I was like, hold up, is that you, Kendrick, coming on Future? Yes, exactly. I would, I would do that definitely. And I think, and I, and it's, and I think, um, what Kendrick's doing there, J Cole does it too. He jumps on certain songs and does it too. But what they're doing there is showing you how someone with a message can break through in this day and age. So I mean, yeah. I think the old mentality back in the day is, no, nah, I'm not going to work with him. He's a, he, we, we've got two different messages. He's got, do you know what I mean? And that doesn't work. All that's going to happen is that they're just not going to hear of you, and that doesn't work. But I think there's new ways to get around it. Okay. And how have you found navigating those new ways around it? Because you said you're currently in the works of creating a new project, if I'm correct, right? I am. I am. Could you tell us a little bit more about the project? Because I'd love to hear, if, if possible, drop a little sneak peek. Um, the project is called... The album's coming! <laughs> how long for the album? Um... It's finished. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's it's nearly finished. There's just a few features I want to get. I'm looking for storms yet. I'm, I'm on the hunt. Say I'm, no more. I'm on the hunt. <laughs> I'm on the hunt for Stormzy, bro. I'm on, and I actually know him. I don't. Know, I know him as in like whenever we see each other, it's love. But I don't know him as in digits to phone his yeah. phone. But like if I can, I'm gonna make it happen though. I'm on the hunt for Stormzy. He. That's the only feature I want. Stormzy what? day. Or Cole. Those are the only three that fit into this album. 
the album I've just made is like a mental health album from top to bottom. Like, Amen. Dedicated. Yeah, like dedicated. And I feel like no one hasn't made an album like this. No one. Do you know and, what? Yeah, so I work near an organization where Stormzy regularly works with them. So if you want, I can put you in contact with them. And hopefully, they, I'm sure they have Stormzy's details. So perhaps you can get a little link up. Please, what bro. did you always say? Put it into Please. Put it out there, bro. Please. I'm smiling already. Please. <laughs> no, I definitely. A, I got the perfect song for him. Like, I got a song called Fighting My Vices. It's about everyone. It's about oh. people that's been through addictions and shit. Right. And yeah, I feel like he would give me... Because I've been watching... I've been... He put an interview recently talking about his battles with, like, his weed addiction and shit. And yeah. I feel like he would give me a, the verse I'm looking for. Just a beautiful verse. Just to hone the message home. But, like... um. Yeah, he's he's who I want on the album. But I yeah, wanna say, I just want to say quickly to everyone watching: if you want to ask questions, yeah, throw them up. in the question box. Big oh yeah, shit. what about MC Righteous? Yeah, man, he, I, I, he, Mike I love his music too. Yeah, Mike Righteous is dope. Big up King Wiz. Yeah, man. Big up Jake. We got everyone in here still. Love. Listen, shocks. I wanted to. Um, give you my platform to also speak about something that you wanted to speak about here and now as well. And simply it's because I believe being on my podcast, it's just good for you to talk about something that's important to you. So I'm going to open up the floor for you. Um, oh, shit. You put me on the spot. Um, what would I want to say? Just probably what I said before about finding your gift. That's, that's, that's a message I want to... I don't... I don't think people understand the importance of what I'm saying here. Listen, yeah. Let me break it down now. Since you've given me the floor, let me break it down, yeah. The Bible says your gift will make room for you, yeah? Amen. What does that mean? That means that God knew that you're probably going to end up in a tight situation. Why would they have to make room for you? So that means he knew you would end up in a tight situation. What's a tight situation? Maybe you've gone, you've, you ended up being on the roads when you was younger. You've ended up in prison for like 10 years. Now you've come out of prison. You've got no qualifications. You can't get a job. That's a tight situation to be in in society. But you've got this gift, though, that you've got, whether it's painting, whether it's um, singing, whether it's cooking, whether it's DJing, whatever that gift is, yeah, fam, that gift can make room for you in that tight situation. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I know so many people like that's in tight situations in life on a day-to-day -day basis that I come across and, and, and they've got a gift, but like their gift hasn't been, um, it hasn't been made glamorous to them. You know what I mean? Like they've told their gift to someone and I've got a friend, I've got a friend that just started singing. He's been singing for years around us, but he's just made his first video recently. Yeah. And it's taken him so long to do it. The video is doing well for him. It's on 350,000. It's doing amazing for him. Like, he's getting all this love. And I'm like, bro, look at that. Do you know what I mean? That's all you had to do is just take that step all this time. So, like, that's one thing I want to say to, like, all my supporters. Like, I don't know what your gift is. It could be whatever it is. I follow, I'm weird. I follow the Guinness Book of World Records on Instagram. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And because I like, because I appreciate people's gifts. That's what I'm saying. So, I follow them on Instagram, yeah? Fam. The sort of shit that they do to break those world records, like some some of the most craziest shit. But it's like someone they got, so, got a gift, and someone encouraged that. They had to tell someone they're going to the Guinness Book of World Records, and someone said, "Yeah, do that clapping thing you do. Go and do it to get me." So like, 
get around people that's going to encourage your thing and like do it man no matter how dumb it is you'll be that gift got given to you for a reason god's not stupid so he knew that it's gonna it can it can turn into something no matter how the world looks at it so like that's what i want to encourage that like, all my supporters that like, i don't know what your thing is but like um I mean, we're in lockdown, so we've got all the time in the world to go to, to revisit that thing and hone into it. And like, and when, and another thing that um, steers people away from using their gift is because um, they don't know how they're going to make money from it or like how big the thing's going to be. But forget all that. Just take the first step in like making yes. it as thick as possible, as good as possible, and let the other let the other steps figure itself out. Do you know what I mean? And let the other steps figure itself out. And trust me, man, just go for it, man. And that's that's my message, man. That's my genuine message that I want everyone to know. Your gift Shots. can make me... Yo. I got, I got to ask you. Yeah. You're an incredibly positive person. And I believe from the live here, from all the comments, people yeah. receive you positively. But like everyone, people also get the negative as well. How do you deal with negativity and haters as well? Um, do you know what? I don't get a lot of hate. Thank God, though. I don't really get a lot of hate. I rarely get... And the hate stands out because I don't get a lot. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. Oh. And um, I don't really get a lot of hate. But in terms of dealing with, like, um, my demons and my self-doubt, that's an ongoing thing. I'm, this morning, I was at war with myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. an ongoing... But what I do have, I've got, like, great mentors. Like, do you know what I mean? And when I say mentors, I don't even mean mentors that I physically have in my life. Just people that I watch. You can have online mentors now. I've got like, I, I thought my Instagram's lit. Like I look at my screen time sometimes, yeah, and it's like fucking, I don't know, twelve thirteen hours, and I think, what was I doing? How is that? How did that fly by? But then I realise it's because of what I'm consuming. Like I'm not just on Instagram looking at like bullshit. You get me? I follow some incredible people, and like I'm always getting like positive input. Um, I'm always getting that positive reinforcement of like what I should be doing and how I should be thinking. So that's what's important. I think the people you follow, the people you listen to. Education. It's so important. It's so important, man. It's so important. It's so important. And, and with the people that you follow, um, they inspire you. And yeah. in probably more ways than you could ever imagine, you inspire a lot of people out there. As you yeah. said, your supporters are clear, clean advocates for the things that you do like i can honestly say i'm a supporter of your work i put your music on and i'm digesting it consciously and subconsciously and we're yeah. looking forward to your new project what yeah. would your message be to your supporters now that are going that are watching the live currently and that will watch the live later on my message to all my supporters all 16 of you lot that's in here use your gift you got one. I know you think, no, I ain't got one. I'm not good at anything. No, there's that one thing you do that you're sick at, that you do it so naturally, like, so easy. I don't know. It comes so natural to you. Do it. Just do it, man. Just do it. That's all I can say is just do it. Stop overthinking it. Just do it. Just that, do that's it. That's a plug from Mike. Yeah, that's, that's a plug. Just do it, man. Just go for it. Just go for it. And don't worry about the money. Worry about being the best at it and everything could just open itself. It would. As soon as I got really good at what I, at what I do, all the opportunities came. As soon as I became a sick speaker, the TED Talk opportunity came. It just fell in my lap. My friend hit me up and said, yo, like, I can introduce you to this woman called Mary Ann and you can do a TED Talk. It just came. So that's exactly what will happen to you. As soon as you get great at that thing, 
all the opportunities are going to start coming because what the universe is saying is that you're ready to showcase this thing and not embarrass yourself. That's why you've got to take the time to practice Yay! it. You know what I mean? So you don't embarrass yourself. So that's what I'm saying. So all of you, like, use your gift. And um, yeah, I'll see you lot on the other side. And Jake has been so vocal in his um, comments. So I've got to read this out because I want to put him on. He said, I started following Shocker when I lost my best friend to suicide. And I saw him perform at the Don't Suffer in Silence comedy night and felt the lyrics and the experience in his tracks. The relevance was hitting home. Shocks, what have you got to say to that? That, that means the world to me, man. That mean, that's what I'm saying, like shit like that, but big up Jake. Big you up, Jake, man. And um, yes, yeah, stuff like that, just, that's, what, that's what I do it for. That's exactly what I do it for. I didn't know he was in there and I didn't know he was going through that. Do you know what I mean? But I knew the place that I was going to to perform, someone like, that's going through Jake's experience would probably be in there that'll be beneficial uh, that'll be beneficial for what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, that just, that, that. Yeah, like, even reading that, that's, that's touched me as well, actually. Yeah. So I want to say, Jake, thank you so much for sharing nah. that. Shocks. No. Listen, I'm yes. trying to work on some projects where I'm going into schools and talking to young kids, man. I, 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 like, I have to get you on at some Let's point. Let's do it. Because I believe it's so powerful to have a conversation between two men speaking yeah. about mental health and so much more. But I think in particular, being black men, there's a lot of issues that we face with mental health and everything that's happening in society now. How do you feel about the future shocks as an individual, or most importantly, as a black man? What if, um, in terms of what? Just in how does the future feel to you? When you think of the future... What comes to your mind? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it doubtful? Is it hopeful? Um, do you know what? It's always hopeful. It's always hopeful. It's always hopeful. And I think, um, I think a lot of things are going to change. I think a lot of things. We're seeing it now. We're literally seeing a system collapse in, in front of our eyes and a new system's about to be birthed. I think a lot of things are going to change. A lot of things. Even the way we're attacking racism. That's never happened before. I saw Obama, Obama had an interview and they said, Obama, what do you think about the marches that's been going on? And he said, do you know what? He's seen so many marches throughout his lifetime, but this one feels a little different because that like, it's not just black people, it's white people. We're all yes. coming to... You know what I mean? So I think a lot of things are going to change, even mental health. My mum's never seen... The word mental health in this conversation has probably never come up in her lifetime. But now we're having this live and we're tackling it. So, like, I feel like this generation and the generations to come, there's going to be so much changes to be made. 100%. million percent. Yeah, so, because yeah. Oh. I feel quite positive. I think even the fact we can use a platform such as social media, and I've never met you before, but with the link-up has to happen, because I'm, yeah. I'm down in Southwest. I think you're north, right? Yeah, I'm north. So, listen, the link-up's got to happen over some good food, because I think my friendship circle, we could learn so much from Definitely. an individual such as yourself. And I need to put you on to some of the people that I know. Definitely. But I think using this platform to even have a conversation with someone like yourself opens yeah. my eyes because I come to these conversations and I always come open-minded. I'm always assuming that the person that I'm speaking to is someone that's going to teach me something that I don't already know. Definitely. So and I think having this conversation, like to listen to your album on mm -hmm. Spotify and then to come and have this conversation it's honestly, it's a beautiful feeling and it's quite symbiotic in the sense of your music truly reflects you as a person. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, That's... you know, you meet a lot of individuals that when they make music, you're like, is that really how that person acts? Is that yeah. really how they are? But you're authentic. You're transparent. I don't know many artists out there who speak about the things you speak about. So I've got to say a thank you on my behalf. And I know there's a lot of people there thankful. No, nah, I appreciate it so much. Now, thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. Music's really my life. It's really my life. Do you know what I mean? I'm not rapping about someone else's life. Like, it's like it's really my life. It's either I'm rapping about my life or I'm rapping about someone that's really close to me. Like, it's either I'm rapping about my life or I'm rapping about someone that's really close to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, Good Fathers. He's really here. This is how close he is to me. I'm not reading a book about someone. that My DJ, I really see his daughter all the time. FaceTime. Do you know what I mean? So... Single mothers. My mum was at my mum's a single mum. Do you know what I mean? This is real experiences. So that's why people feed it like that. And I can come and I can come and alive and I can speak about it so freely because it's my life. I'm not putting on a facade. This is what I really go through. Absolutely. And when you've got inspirational people to your to your left but to my right, such as yeah. your DJ, yeah. so being a good father, I've got to say it's good to see black men taking up the mantle and taking on their responsibility to be fathers. And I have to say thank you to the DJ that's inspired that track because it's touched me. Yes. So he was the catalyst for all of he that. Was the catalyst, yeah, definitely. And that's the good thing about um, the fact that I make my music based on my life experiences because anything can inspire me. Anything. Like, you can say one word and it'll just trigger something. It yeah. happens to me. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Shocks. I'm gonna hey yes man, love for that man. Yeah, that's me and my DJ, his wife and his kids. You know what I mean? That's real life. My man's plugging himself and the family, you know. <laughs> but listen, shocks. Yeah. I've got to say this has been such a an emotionally and mentally and spiritually enlightening conversation in the sense of I think when people are gonna look back at this, there's gonna be so much for them to take away to learn yeah. and to listen from. And I think I'm going to be plugging your music on my page, obviously, but I generally recommend people to listen to your music consciously and subconsciously to digest what you put out there because your music is nutritious, most importantly. Thank you. Absolutely. So I, I want to leave you with what do you finally want to say to everyone who's looking at the moment? Um... Um, look out for my look out for my new album. How look long? Out. How long do you have to wait, bro? You know what? Um, <laughs> um, uh, um, International Men's Day okay. is on November nineteenth. Awesome. International Men's Day is on November the nineteenth, and November World Mental 19th. Health World Mental Health Day is on October the tenth. So look out for those two dates, and that's what that's all I'm saying. So I'm you're making trying... me have to wait that long now. It's not that long. We're in what? September? Next week. Listen, that's a long time, you know, bro. No, it's not that long. If it don't come on those two dates, then I don't know when. Probably next year. Probably early next year. If it don't come, we'll, like, we're going to have to scrap at that rate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Thank you so much for... No, nah, definitely. Just taking the Jake time. Man. Big up Jake for real, man. Honestly, that, your work's Definitely. I just want to say up, thank you. Big up Shah still. Yeah, go on. Thank you so much to individuals such as Jake who have been so engaged in this live and you've touched him and you've proved that your album is your mentality. It's an impact over numbers game. Shots. Definitely. 
thank you. And listen, we have to make the link up happen. I'm going to send through <laughs> some plans to you. Big up to your DJ for driving you as well. Big up the DJ. And thank you for being the catalyst for the song. It's you know? a big, a big song. Absolutely, man. I think individuals such as yourself are allowing individuals such as Shocks to continue Give, give, giving people their gift. So I just got to say thank you, man. Definitely. No, I love, bro. Thanks, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, King. All right, then, bro. Have a good night. Love. Yeah. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow, and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing that is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.